0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air. In this episode, Leah McLaren takes you on a deeper look into what's really happening when you wash and moisturize your skin. Skincare. What is it? Is it necessary or can we just forget about it? Today we're gonna dig deep into the science behind the substances that we put into our skin, known as skincare. Why don't we start at the very beginning? The first archaeological evidence of cosmetics dates all the way back to roughly 6,000 years ago. There is evidence of the ancient Egyptians using skincare to protect themselves from the elements such as the sun and the insects. Fast forward to the 1800s when using skincare was considered a privilege. So pretty much if you weren't rich or famous you couldn't wash your face. However now skincare has progressed so much. It's a new normal, anyone can use it and everyone has a different way of using it depending on their skin type. I myself don't really use skincare. I mean, I've gone through a few phases where I'd slap on some moisturiser, wash my face with cleanser, but that's about it. So that kind of got me thinking, like, am I meant to have a routine? Is that, like, a normal thing to have, or is it important for me? As you would, I jumped on the web and searched up the best skincare routine. After looking on about like 10 sites, I collated all the data and made what I would call the ultimate skincare routine. And first up, we have cleansers. I really just wanted to look deeper into how cleansers can remove oils, dirt and makeup so easily. Like how do you just like chuck some bubbly stuff on your face and it's all gone? Like makes no sense So, This happens because of tiny little molecules called surfagants. They're defined as substances that reduce surface tension. So on the skin it's simply removing the liquids off the face. Surfacants are amphiphilic molecules that have both a hydrophobic and a hydrophilic part, meaning that it both loves and hates water, which is kind of weird. So this molecule, it pretty much just looks like a big ball on one end and there's this zigzaggy tail on the other end. So the head of the molecule is polar and as many people have learned in chemistry that um, polar things mix together. As water is also polar this makes the head of the molecule the hydrophilic end meaning it's water loving. And as you can probably guess the tail of the molecule is non-polar meaning it does not like the water, so it gets along with the oils, and it's the hydrophobic end. Like, having both of these properties are awesome, as they can help the oil come off into water, um, which, like, as you know, that oil sits above water because of the whole density stuff. So, Having these properties are awesome, as it can help oil come off into water, and as if you have done that experiment with the oil and the water, you tip it in, and the oil just doesn't mix with the water. So... Pretty much the way that this happens is that the surfactants make tiny little drops with the oil called micelles. The non-polar tail sticks into the middle with the oil and the polar head sticks outwards with the water so everything's like happy hanging out together. The oil gets moved through the water by them simply just carrying it through so there's no disturbances it just rinses straight off. So next in the ultimate skincare routine we have toner. And if you were to ask me what toner was, I could not help you. All I know, thanks to all these beauty gurus on YouTube and stuff, is that if you use the wrong stuff, it can be stripping. So, as anyone would, I jumped on the web and searched, what is toner? Toner Toners are fast penetrating liquids that deliver skin a quick hit of hydration and they can also help remove dead skin cells off the surface of the skin. They were traditionally used to remove like the excess oil from the skin which was typically targeted at those of acne and these products contain high concentrations of alcohol and were essentially very drying and stripping. Nowadays new formulations have been created to suit almost every skin type and many dermatologists are saying it should be an essential in all skincare routines. But like what does it actually do? One thing that they do that really made me curious is the fact that they balance the pH of the skin. Like, I don't know if it's just me thinking this, but like, how does the pH of the skin affect it? Well, when the pH is balanced, the skin is at its optimal state for sealing and hydration and protecting it from free radicals, pollution and environmental irritants. And as most of us know, anything above 7 on the pH scale is a base or alkaline, and anything below is an acid. The average adult skin sits at about 5.7, making it slightly acidic. If the pH of the skin becomes unbalanced, there is a risk of the skin becoming dry, which leads me back to the fact that if you're using the wrong toner, that doesn't balance the pH, or it's just not working for your skin, it can easily be stripped and dry out. Next up we have serums. There are so many different types ranging from anti-aging to exfoliating and they're the perfect step for after cleansing and toning as they quickly absorb into the skin and they provide a quick hit of the good stuff which we'll get into now. So one of the best rated serums of 2021 was the SkinCeuticals CE Serum and this is 15% ascorbic acid which is a high concentrated and potent form of pure vitamin c so vitamin c is like great your skin as it's an antioxidant that stimulates the production of collagen which plays a major role in strengthening the skin while also taking part in the key role of locking in hydration which is going to be a very common theme throughout this podcast because that is what makes your skin like good so these types of serums are good as they can act as all-rounders, they can provide a quick hit of hydration, they can brighten the skin, reduce redness, hyperpigmentation and the appearance of under-eye circles, which who doesn't love not looking tired. They can also add extra protection from the sun, which is amazing, as the sun damages the skin by molecules called free radicals. So these are just essentially atoms missing an electron. What the radicals do is go searching for something with an electron they can steal. Usually the first place they attack is the skin. However, with all the antioxidants found in vitamin C, they give the free radicals a spare electron. So the skin is therefore not like harmed. So one of the basics of skincare that I know that many people use is moisturiser. But a controversial skincare product is eye cream. So essentially they do a similar job of providing moisture to the skin which stops it from drying out. But like there is one big difference between these products and that's how gentle they are. So due to the under eye and the eyelid being sensitive it is important that a less irritating but more moisturising formula is applied. So... Using both these products can help to protect the outermost layer of the epidermis, so the outermost layer of your skin, and this is called the stratum corneum. So if this gets damaged, it makes it harder for the skin to retain water, leading to it becoming very dry and most likely itchy. This can happen due to many reasons, such as environmental influences, medical condition and even by cleansing regularly if you're doing it too regularly it's essentially just going to take out all the moisture of your skin. So the moisturiser creates a barrier on the stratum corneum which sits between the skin and the climate therefore the hydration is kept under the skin and doesn't risk the chance of drying out. Most moisturisers are oil and water emulsions meaning by definition they're creams and lesions. While most of the water is absorbed into the stratum corneum, it doesn't bind very well, so oily substances are still needed to hold it in. A good ingredient for pulling in moisture from the air are things called humectants. Some examples are glycerin, hyaluronic acid and propylene glycol. So all of these lock the moisture into the epidermis and stops it from drying out, pretty much. If you watch TV, you've probably seen the many Neutrogena ads talking about hyaluronic acid and their amazing serum and all that fun stuff. So pretty much hyaluronic acid is one of those key things that I'm gonna be mentioning so many times uh, that locks in the moisture. It takes your skin from being dehydrated puts the hydration into it and then you apply your moisturiser which keeps all that hydration locked into the skin. An ingredient that has blown up on social media in the past few years is niacinamide or scientifically known as nicotinamide. It's essentially just a form of the vitamin B3 which is also called niacin, hence the name niacinamide. So in skincare niacinamide is used to repair skin cells and this is done by super important coenzymes found within your cells known as NAD plus and NADP plus which happen to be by-products of niacinamide. These enzymes are essential for most reactions that occur in the skin cells, and the majority of them need NAD to be present, which the cells can't produce without niacinamide. So, I know that you guys have probably heard all these myths and legends, well, I wouldn't go as far as legends, but these have myths about skin Saying things like don't put that on your face, it's gonna make you break out, you can't wear makeup because it's never gonna come off. Like, most of these things are just wrong and you are just going to have your research to back it up, so why don't we just go through a few? May come as a shock, but wearing makeup doesn't actually cause acne. I know. Crazy. But like it actually comes from not removing it correctly. I know for a fact I've been told that if I wear makeup it's gonna cause acne and I'm gonna break out and all this fun stuff. So, like, as I said before, the way the oils and makeup and all dirt and everything is removed from the skin is by surfactants. So, pretty much, if you just simply splash some water on your face without the bubbles or anything and hope it's going to, like, clean it, it's so not. And this is like one of the reasons why skincare is so important. So like without the use of these specifically targeted products, more problems start occurring and you get things like acne, rosacea, dry skin and all that stuff, which is just essentially hard to cure sometimes. So one of the myths that I've heard a lot is skincare is an introducer to cancer. However, there's little evidence of this occurring, like there are some ingredients to look out for like parabens. So one of the myths I've heard a lot is that skincare isn't introduced to cancer. However there's like little evidence of this occurring. There are some ingredients to look out for like parabens for example. There are studies that parabens can mimic estrogen which causes breast cells to grow large and fast which could essentially lead to breast cancer so yeah like if you've got things like parabens in your products most things now stay paraben free for that exact reason so you're not causing any more harm to your body but yeah there's just a few things to look out for but using skincare isn't going to cause cancer it's using products that include these ingredients that you know that are bad so make sure you go do research before you go and buy this fancy new cleanser so I asked a question at the very start asking if skincare is necessary or well, like should we just forget about it after not knowing a lot myself and doing some research and finding out about different products I can now tell you yeah it is necessary and everyone can use it. it doesn't matter what your skin type is it doesn't matter if you wear makeup or not everyone can use it everyone should be using it and I know for a fact I'm going to start up a new routine so I hope you do too. The podcast you've just heard was researched, recorded and edited by students attending the Otago University Advanced School Sciences Academy in 2022 with support from ORFM Dunedin. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.